Hello, hey there, welcome to my podcast. It's your girl Erica. I'm starting this real official this time. Um, how are things? What's up? Coming to you live from my living room. I'm currently in my pajamas, my little Christmas socks. Um, I just wanted to start this episode off by saying thank you so much to everyone who's listened to this podcast and to everyone who's sent me supportive, kind messages and to everyone who's been saying that they're looking forward to more and trying to encourage me to stay going. And yeah, I really just felt so much love um, this last week or whatever when I published that I was so overwhelmed <laughs> with the outpouring it was genuinely like a high and I have been high before and let me tell you this feeling of people saying like well done you're so brave <laughs> for putting yourself out there it was really special so I just want to say thank you to everyone something like a hundred listeners or something so kind of whack to think of a hundred people listening to me talking my shit but but we move um this episode as you can tell um by the title we'll discuss pretty privilege and whether or not we as women should be utilizing this privilege spoiler alert i think so (laughs) Um, I also am re-recording this intro because I still don't have the hang of this uh, podcast in life. So I have to basically say the exact same things that I said in the first episode because I recorded in segments and I accidentally deleted this first segment, whatever, you don't care about the details. But I just wanted to start again talking about the Aries full moon that happened last night. So this whole week has been a build-up of this energy. I've personally been feeling it, especially as the Aries. (laughs) And this energy has been really fucking with me for the last week. On Monday, I just was basically just completely depleted. I did nothing with my day. I wasn't working, so I just literally bummed about the place. And then, yeah, all week I've also had like really dark nightmares. I don't know about anyone listening, but I had pretty bad nightmares these last few days. And yeah, so I I definitely put that down to the full moon because I don't usually have nightmares. And I, I mean, these were quite pointed and vicious. <laughs> I had to like wake myself up because I didn't want the nightmares to continue that kind of way. So it's just a bit of a rough one um and yeah the full moon like yeah let me just get the correct correct definition of what a full moon is before we get into the bones of this uh episode okay nice i did a quick google and i just just always gotta trust myself this is what it is it's basically a full moon is when um the earth is in between the moon and the sun so like they're kind of opposing each other and at the moment the sun is in libra which is all about justice for the whole and then you have the moon in aries which is all about justice for the self and so when this full moon happens um in these signs there's like a battle almost like a clash of like not like ethics (laughs) but they 
they want similar things but the the way the who they want them for is different and there's just like this opposing energy between Aries and Libra and it's not like always the smoothest of um full moons I think or yeah at least this this full moon was kind of wicked I think <laughs> because I just know there are some witches out there putting curses on Donald Trump because we just woke up to the news that Donald Trump has COVID and that just happened on this full moon. So like, I just know that there are some people out there cursing that man as they should. <laughs> so yeah, God forbid now I'm not knocking on wood that I don't get it because I'm really like, fuck this guy. I hope it ravages him. Is that really mean to say? I know that like... I'm not wishing death on anyone, but he really let 200,000 200, plus people die over something that he was like pure lying to everyone about. And it's just the justice. See, this is where the justice comes in. Like justice has been served. And so, yeah, it would be interesting to see how um, how these things pan out now. So, yeah, we just got to wait and see what old Donny what old Donnie does now but that's been how I've been feeling for this last week today was glorious though this morning has been delightful woke up made myself some cashew milk saged my room like took my crystals in from charging last night like really having a very vibey morning and also last night I got my new record player delivered so maybe at the start of episodes of this I'm thinking about playing some record because I can't copy put copyrighted music in you know the usual fucking privacy or copyright claims or whatever so that's it for my long ass intro let me just let me just get into the meat of this um episode today today <laughs> Today, from the title, you can definitely tell what it's going to be. We're going to be talking about pretty privilege and what it means to have privilege when... And I, this is like a running theme from my last two, my last episode as well. Um, so we're acknowledging our privilege around here without, I hope, without being too annoying about it. But I would like to raise awareness to these things because this is doing the work you know so pretty privileged god like how do i even begin this i did start as i said i did start recording this episode on monday and i really hadn't formulated my thoughts so well like i do have so many thoughts on this but i have really been thinking about all angles of it for the last few days i've even got my notebook here where i did a little bit of research your girl has come through with the facts like the scientific research so oh where to begin so i would like to begin by saying that i'm not here to tell you that I <laughs> think of myself as the most beautiful person on this planet, even though I definitely think of myself as a beautiful divine being. And if you're not about that life, then whatever, you're not on the same wave as I am. Because if you were, then you would also see yourself as a beautiful divine being, because that's just my spiritual side. <laughs> like I think we all have that. It's kind of what makes us fundamentally human is this like, divinity like what the fuck are we doing here on this planet as this species 
And I think, and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> so I just want to say without coming across as like an egotistical, narcissistic, like fool, I'm not trying to say that I'm stunningly beautiful and that my life is so amazing. However, there are facts to support and anecdotal research and evidence to support my claims on pretty privilege. So let me just have some coffee. Let me just get into it because truly, truly, this is a deep one. It's like, I'm just warning you now, okay? <laughs> okay, let's just start off with a definition of pretty privilege. And we're getting this from our most academic, reliable resource, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um, because I think it's the most simplest one. And it is... Um, when being pretty slash beautiful gets you better things or opportunities. Simple, right? Not really too sure what the origin of this um, term is or like when it came to be, but I would say probably we're getting more woke to this shit in the last like four years, I would say. What year are we in 2020? 2016? Hmm. Maybe even less, like in the last two to three years, I think I've heard this term coming up more and more, definitely in the last year, but that's also because I'm speaking on it more because it's pissing me off. So pretty privilege is essentially getting things or getting treated better or getting better opportunities or like having a better life essentially on the basis of how you look, right? And like, <laughs> I have to drag Amsterdam for a second, but this city is so superficial, dude. Like, I notice it when I leave the house. <laughs> that if I'm not looking a certain type of way, the way that the world responds to me then is just, ugh, it's boring. Honestly, boring. But then when I have tan, makeup, whatever, hair done, cl cute clothes... Like when you present yourself well, the world responds to you. And I'm sure that's pretty basic knowledge to everyone, but it actually goes a lot deeper than that. So what really sparked this for me was that I <laughs> I was going into work without makeup and then people would be commenting on my skin or people would be commenting on how tired I look or whatever, or just saying how beautiful, or alternatively saying how beautiful I look with makeup on or all of this right and it just really sickens me because I've done a lot of the work <laughs> to think of myself as beautiful with or without any accessorizing you know so it's more that I just don't I really dislike how shallow that is and I mean we're all shallow because let me tell you the research shows that we definitely are all shallow as fuck unfortunately so yeah, pretty privilege definitely um, is a buzzword now almost um, where <laughs> beautiful people get, get on better in life. I think we all can acknowledge that that's the reality, right? So let's just throw it all the way back to childhood, right? So for example, Cinderella, like we have been conditioned to think that pretty is good and ugly is bad since we were children. Like look at Cinderella, Cinderella, beautiful, wholesome, kind. And then you have her literally named 
ugly stepsisters, which represented bad, which represented evil. So we have really been conditioned. And there's also a lot of studies done on how children's fairy tales have conditioned us are like the conditioning conditioning capabilities for lack of better terms here um that they that's happening from when we're kids like and of course also let it be let it be said that a lot of the standards of quote-unquote pretty privilege are western standards and there is definitely like a idealized Western standard of beauty that is reinforced throughout all of this, which I'll get into in a bit. But also to acknowledge that now we are in a, like a definitely a globalized world and a lot of the things that weren't seen as beautiful a hundred years ago are now being fetishized to a degree, such as like big lips, big hips, that kind of thing. Right. So it's all very muddled, I feel. And maybe my thoughts are also a bit like scattered because I've just been thinking so much about this. Um, and I've also always said for like since I moved to Amsterdam, because I really noticed it when I was in Amsterdam, like when I came here, that <laughs> like just the way the way the world responds. And I know that there is something to be said for how I feel when I'm wearing makeup or when I'm wearing tan or when I'm like dressed up or whatever. Like obviously I feel more confident. Like we, I think that's part of the reason people decide to present themselves in such a way because it's like you're presenting yourself in a way that hopefully feels authentic to you and therefore gives you more confidence. <laughs> um, however, I just, I really noticed that when I got to Amsterdam because I was like, I've been cute guys. Like, why are you just late to the party now? Anyway, let me take some coffee. Drink some coffee, I should say. This podcasting shit is actually tough. Okay. <laughs> um, right, let me, let me refer to my notes here for a sec. So yeah, I did do a lot of reading on this and... I just, first of all, my whole thing is that I personally feel like since beauty is a depreciating asset that women have, that it should be utilized to its fullest potential, right? Like that's where I, that's basically my thesis statement is that I think that there is such a finite time associated with this beauty because the standards of beauty are youthfulness taught skin and um, taught even skin you know um like proportions good like good teeth and all of these things we have when we're younger right so there's really a time limit on how how much you can get out of this you know so for me i'm like definitely utilizing it to the fullest of my abilities like for sure I will hold my hand up and say that I play into this. Like I uphold patriarchy in this way and I can acknowledge that maybe it's not the most positive um, <clears throat> thing I could be doing, but I also am really trying to live a good life. So if this gets me be on, if this gets me better things or if it gets me on better, what am I trying to say? Um, then I'm gonna utilize it because it's so finite. But this is where on Monday when I was recording this episode, I was kind of running into, you know, some moral and ethical blockages because I also think that I would not want to encourage younger women or younger girls. And I'm just going to speak with girls like I'm not doing 
non-binary or like femme presenting men because I just don't know that experience right so we're leaving that off the table for now although I did watch a very good video from this youtuber named Pierre XO he's an American guy living in Prague and he wears eye makeup or whatever he he's quite masculine I would say typically but he wears a lot of like he presents himself in a feminine way like with eyeliner with the makeup with the hair like whatever and he also notices pri pretty privileged so if you want a guy's perspective or someone who's a little bit more gender bending than me go watch Pierre XO on YouTube either way um hmm, what was I saying yeah I wouldn't like for young women or young girls to just rely solely on this and I don't know I feel <laughs> here's where all of my thoughts are gonna get muddled right because I feel like the youth these days and god I feel old as fuck saying that but like I feel like the youth these days never really did get the ugly or get the chance to experience like the ugly awkward phase like everybody has youtube now so you can go and find makeup tutorials when you're like nine and like be looking snatched you know so i don't think that a lot of the young people get <laughs> and i mean this is not to say that they lack personality in fact i think the younger generation are so fucking funny but um like we wouldn't have a lot of the twitter and internet humor without them being dumb idiots you know <laughs> um but I feel like for a lot of us we were ugly as children and then awkward and we had to just like really develop personalities so that's where I feel like I like am drawing the line is that like once you don't rely solely on your looks then I think absolutely milk it you know <laughs> but I I fear that with social media, we see this like completely represented on Instagram where it's just like beautiful people getting successful off the basis that they're beautiful. And there are a lot of issues around that. So before I get into that, I just want to speak on some research that I found. So a lot of the studies that I read and a lot of the like articles that I read were talking about how essentially there's this thing called the halo effect right and the halo effect basically means that we associate okay so let me read out what i have um the halo effect is also known as what is beautiful is also good right so the halo effect refers to perceptions of one quality um leading to the biased judgments of other qualities so for example we see beautiful people on instagram and we just assume one they have an amazing life two they're probably good people three that they're perfect and never have a problem right so yeah the halo effect is essentially projecting qualities onto someone based on how you perceive a certain quality that they have so we could see someone who's looking kind of downtrodden or like someone who's not looking um so well put together and we could project certain qualities onto them like that they're bad people that they're dodgy that they're dangerous do you, do you see what i'm saying so there's like you can project positively or you can project negatively onto people whatever right so we do that all the time like we associate the way people present themselves as the way that they must be so if someone looks really good then we must assume that they are really good 
And the research also goes to show that is that, sorry, you can definitely hear my notebook and my like, but I, I just want to get this right because I don't want to be irresponsible either. Like, I don't want to say, um, just be good looking and you'll have a good life. Like, I mean, kind of definitely beauty helps like, and looking good definitely helps, but you also, that doesn't help forever. Like that's, that's the thing. Like it's, a depreciating asset like your beauty you're getting uglier every day dude like don't at me okay like you are only young and quote beautiful forever and I mean Lana Del Rey's a mess but she had some good music whatever but she had a song that's like will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful like that's the tea on that like you have to have a beautiful soul <laughs> and this is where I feel like my spirituality really helps because that's what I like to focus on too is that you really have to craft like an inner core of beauty and that's what I think that like that's when I think of beauty as a feeling because you can feel beautiful or you can feel beautiful just from how you look yeah because like when you look good you feel good but also feeling beautiful is so different like and I remember I was really depressed at the start of this year and I just remember envying so much people that were just stunning from the inside like that's what I I was so envious of that because I felt like I was lacking that so hard because I was in such a dark place that I really couldn't even feel positive or happy or hopeful and so I feel like I really experienced the transition from like feeling nothing into feeling beauty as a feeling if that makes sense but that's for another episode I do have a, a I do have a plan to make an episode of things I learned in therapy so we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that here and now but I just wanted to say that I do recognize beauty as a feeling <laughs> not necessarily only an aesthetic quality and therefore I think that yeah I mean what I truly <laughs> truly do is utilize my physical attractiveness for my my gain in this time and I also work on doing the work internally to know that I ha I am a good person I'm kind I'm giving I'm loving I'm optimistic like you know doing the inner work while utilizing the outer work that's that's a winning combination I think and so anyway let me get on to part whatever the fuck <laughs> whatever's next so we all like to think of ourselves as very morally strong people and that we have certain values and qualities that we look for in a partner that we like rank higher than physical attractiveness but let me tell you what the research says baby we're all fucking shallow and that's that's that <laughs> So research shows, and I got this from Psychology Today, it's written by some doctor or whatever. Research has shown that we rank things such as like sense of humor, intelligence, kindness, family values as more important in our dating, like prospective dating lives. However, our actions say otherwise. In real life situations, like in, in particular in dating, physical attractiveness reigns supreme. Like people will always go for who they find physically attractive they're not on tinder swiping being like wow i bet he is so funny or like i bet he's got a really good heart or i bet his family values are amazing like you know we're 
we're on we're on a surface level there and i know that that's because like that's tinder or whatever dating app but i'm sure you do it in real life too like i'm sure you're like observing better looking people over less better looking people any day of the week like when i see a good looking person i'm like damn like <laughs> you're cute <laughs> so also the research shows and i mean i got I'm reading this from my notes from psychology today, but there were papers referenced and I did read some of the papers, but the research shows that like men, both gay and straight, seem to consciously recognize the importance of physical attractiveness more than women, right? So that's more of a like defining factor for men. And like, if you wanna go there, I mean, we have a perfect example of that um, in the American White House right now, like Donald Trump is basically only with Milan, whatever her name is, for how she looks, you know? It's way more important than a personality to some. So, well, to most. <laughs> but a personality keeps you around, you know? Like a good, look attra- a good looking person attracts you, but like personality keeps them around. And so that um, about men recognizing physical attractiveness it comes from a study in 2007 so I mean some of the research is a little bit dated but if that was back in 2007 when social media was basically just coming off the ground can you imagine what it will be like now can you imagine because we are doing things based off how they look mostly like we are on social media only seeing how people look so I'd say it's even more relevant um, what else? Attractive people are seen as kinder, more competent and trustworthy and are said to have more positive, live more positive lives. They're also seen as more employable. I read a study that was basically about um, physical attractiveness and employability. So especially for, let's say, women, it's really... That's why we all know that when we go to a job interview, you have to be looking well, you know? So... There are real social benefits from using beauty as a social currency. So I think that you should think of beauty as a social currency. And I don't know if I came up with this or did I hear it somewhere, but I'm 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 coining that term on this podcast right now that like it is a social currency, right? Like we we invest in ourselves to be beautiful. Like I'm sitting here, okay, like I'm in my pajamas, whatever, but I've got my eyelash extensions. I have um, my nails done. I've had lip fillers in the past. Like, I'm currently on medication for my acne. Like, (laughs) I'm investing in my beauty, you know? Because I know that investing into that will reap more rewards. So, you gotta spend it to make it, right? (laughs) But also, you you don't also have to be spectacularly beautiful to reap the rewards of this. You don't have to do all that much to reap the rewards. It actually, the research goes to show that people that are too beautiful, and I think this comes down to like insecurity, like all of us are insecure on some level, that we don't need someone that's excessively attractive. Like we don't need a Bella Hadid. Like we don't need a fucking Rihanna. We just need like someone who just looks a bit well. Like we don't need, you don't have to be fucking like breathtakingly beautiful to reap the rewards. Like the research research goes to show this, that you can just be moderately attractive and get the benefits. So, I mean, there's hope for the average Joe, like, and yeah. <laughs> um what else Mm, 
Oh yeah, so I just have a note here under this. Um, okay, to drag a little bit again, like I live in Amsterdam, right? So everyone and their mother is trying to be an influencer, like low key me too, like <laughs> dragging myself here. But I see influencers so often and they look so peng online, like they just look magnificent online. And then I see them in person and I'm just like, oh yeah, you're pretty, but that's it. Like, you know, I just don't think that they're like, wow, like this person is fucking gorgeous. Like, I just think, oh, you're a good looking person. So I think there's probably a cap on it at some level. Like people are not looking like subhuman in real life, like they are online. So I think that's just something interesting to think about because we place such high value on physical attractiveness that online we have, and this is where also my thoughts get a bit like, ooh, because all of online is fake, right? Like social media is so fake. Instagram is so fake. Like we can see celebrity exposed pages on Instagram where you just see like the difference in what a celebrity looks like in real life and online. And I think that's dangerous. Like I think the fact that the beauty standards have become so like alien almost we've got you know poreless skin right we've got fat ass lips we've got like a fat ass we've got tiny waist like things that only a tiny 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 percent of the population really naturally have and I mean like I literally just listed off all the cosmetic procedures that I'm currently undergoing like I can't judge anyone for abiding or like conforming to the beauty standards but I do think there's some danger in it and that's maybe for later in this episode I just still want to get through the the studies that I've the research um what else what else also interestingly enough and also offensively enough (laughs) um we we okay where did I get this study just because I don't want to keep saying the research shows but like just hear me out okay um physical or moderate levels of attractiveness are seen as a necessity right so if you think of um physical attractiveness in this day and age it's really seen as a necessity now to be somewhat good looking right and otherwise like being exceptionally beautiful is just a luxury so to get by in life in this society there is mostly and of course shout out patriarchy (laughs) um there's some level of physical attractiveness required for you to like get by in life and I don't know that that is also from what I've read cross-cultural like that's not just in the western societies like this is across the board like the people who are most beautiful are seen as like you know most valued um also I just want to briefly touch on the fact that over the last hundreds of years, women have utilized their beauty as their power, right? So the first one, the first person that comes to mind is Cleopatra. We also had Marilyn Monroe. Like, I don't know, there's a book called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene and I've listened to it like a couple of times, but I can't recount the facts of it. But it just, it's it's basically about how different women over time have utilized the only 
bit of power that they have which is beauty right it's something that doesn't come as naturally to men like men are not the ones that are like the showstoppers here and if we look to nature um without being so binary about it but you see it's always the 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 female oh i don't know the the female animal that looks better than the male do you get what i mean maybe not lions because lions have that huge fucking glorious mane but i'm thinking of like some birds like the female bird will have like prettier colors or you know what i mean you know what i'm getting at right it's always like in nature the woman or the female <laughs> the woman oh god i feel like this is so gendered however this is just what i'm this is just what i'm thinking okay don't punish me for my thoughts <laughs> um the woman is always the aesthetic one you know or the female Ew, i just okay just bear with me and then the man is the one that's like impressed by that for lack of a better way of saying it okay anyway um what i wanted to get back to that is offensive however i mean maybe that was that whole spiel was just offensive to you but attractiveness varies from person to person right and thank fuck for that because the people that i think are attractive usually my friends are like erica what um but if we all thought that the same people attract were attractive wouldn't there be so much drama all the time because it's like well why are you attracted to the guy that i like like there's a billion other people in the world that you could be attracted to why are you attracted to the guy that i like um however what do like basically what these studies have shown is that people date who they think are attractive on their level so sometimes why i'm offended is that i see someone that is so unattractive trying to get at me and i'm like do you really think we're on the same level like really <laughs> that's just me that's a bit of ego there i can acknowledge that that's where my ego is but i'm like really don't even try <laughs> it's kind of rude <laughs> and i can acknowledge that that's a very ego driven thing but it is what it is all right so what else what else what else did i find in the research um there was this thing which i found very interesting that was called <clears throat> and this came from one of the studies that i read about like um physical attractiveness in employment or physical attractiveness like in in the workplace and there's this thing called a sex role congruency so what this is is that like if you're a, like we'll just go like typically like cishet okay let's just go on like a very normal like not sorry excuse me not to say that anything outside of cishetdom is not normal but let's just go with like what we can all exp or understand for a minute okay the sex role congruency is when typically masculine roles are worked by men and typically feminine roles are worked by women so let me just be very gendered in this discussion okay I, I really acknowledge that this is kind of problematic but this is just what it is for me right now um so typically you have like engineering roles go for men right or men go for engineering roles i should say and then you would have more like roles that involve emotional labor that women go for for example like air hostessing let's just use those right so for women in air hostessing 
physical attractiveness is very much a valued asset, right? But, and like service roles, so like front-facing roles. Hey, I'm in a front-facing role at the moment and I can definitely acknowledge that when I look better, it's more beneficial for the company I work for or like in, in terms of selling, whatever. A lot of sales roles you have to be quite attractive for, I think. But then for engineering, right, the standards don't really apply for men. Like they can be ugly as fuck work, working in engineering. However, there has been like some evidence to show that women who like break out of their sex role congruency, like let's say a woman goes to be or goes to work as an engineer, she can face backlash for being too beautiful. And it's like, what, what do they call it? Like the beauty is beastly effect like there's not so much research on it and it's also quite hard to do the research on that but we all can acknowledge and we've seen throughout I don't know pop culture media film tv that women that are in quite high power positions that are good looking will often be torn down in other ways like for example like a really high power woman would be portrayed as like kind of cold or doesn't have like the good qualities that would have been associated with her previously if she wasn't in a role that was like destined for men let's say am i making sense with that so a high power woman would be like oh she's loveless oh she's childless or oh she's like too much of a career woman you know but if she was like a career woman in an air hostess role there'd be nothing said like that right so for me I'm just like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) um yeah that's let me just yeah (laughs) I'm confused so in a study in 2013 called searching for job is a beauty contest it was saying that attractive people are more likely to be seen as competent and hired for a job they're perceived as smarter having more social grace perceived to have better qualities such as trustworthiness and kindness and this also goes deeper like there has also been research into how children that are seen as more beautiful or like cuter children receive more praise from teachers. They receive better like education, all of it, right? So it's really deep in our psyche to value physical attractiveness. And <clears throat> part of me thinks that like, okay, well, you kind of have to be somewhat desirable to our neanderthal (laughs) like fucking ancestors to propagate our species right like i don't know too much about that like my my knowledge on that is quite limited but there's something to be said for mateability i guess um so i don't know can i really argue this I'm not sure but I just wanted us to maybe put this into put this out there more so that there are a lot of benefits that come from looking well right and I get that there have been a lot of waves of feminism that focused on like breaking that mold of we don't have to look a certain way like being a woman or excuse like for lack of a better way of saying it like femininity doesn't 
look one way or whatever right and it doesn't it definitely doesn't like there are some people that look so fucking beautiful in all gender expressions like so it's it's a bit of a tricky one and I find that maybe I'm not doing this topic justice but I do understand and appreciate not appreciate but like I can acknowledge that putting an effort into how you look will definitely get you further in life than if you were just bombing around the place like um and I do stand by my beliefs that we should as just speaking from my own experience as women absolutely utilize it like get get what you want sis like really get it um but don't forego crafting like genuine connections based on your integrity based on your morals based on your beliefs based on your heart based on your soul your spirit your divine being like I think that if you can marry those two together, like where you're doing the inner work of beauty as a feeling, like really feeling like a beautiful person, which I think composes like altruism, um, kindness, empathy, compassion, um, understanding, sharing, giving, um, loving, being open, being vulnerable. I think all of those things are fucking so attractive so 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 attractive and like to be quite frank some of the people that I've been with in the past are not really the most physically attractive people I could ever say that I've dated but they had such beautiful personalities that I was like damn like I actually can't resist and however, I can think of a specific example, and this was a guy in Abu Dhabi, which I doubt will ever, ever listen to this, so I don't really give a shit about calling him out, but he was so fine, like, he was so fine, <laughs> probably maybe the best looking person I've ever been with, like, oh my gosh, my real friends know who I'm talking about, but he was a dickhead, like, and he treated me so badly, and, um, oh my god, is this too much for a podcast, whatever, he he was so fine but he he was ugly on the inside and yeah it didn't end well obviously but (laughs) I can I can acknowledge that there were a lot of other things around it but yeah so it just goes to show that you can attract someone in with your physical beauty and I think you should attract opportunities with that like if it works for you it works for you it works for me dude like I currently am objectively not that cute right now like I worked out last night so my hair is quite greasy um I have no makeup on I have a few spots like not the cutest I've ever been but I know that I have work later and I'm going to go and get dressed for work and like shower and like look cute because I know that it um gets me a more favorable outcome right so yeah I think I think I feel I feel conflicted in this episode because I worry about how fake online beauty is because like the it, it physical attractiveness is getting people careers online yeah like we don't need to have a discussion about that that's just what it is Instagram TikTok like it's just what it is but 
<laughs> it's dangerous if people are not aware of how fake that is. Like I see these beautiful people online and I really am, I mean, it's probably deep in my unconscious somewhere that I'm a little bit like comparing myself, but I really do not compare myself to anyone because in the words of Janae Aiko, like can't name one bitch on my level and neither can you, okay? Like there's no one else like you out there. And so you're, you really shouldn't be in competition with anyone, right? Like, and also, um, Jumamanda, I've definitely butchered her name, but Beyonce sampled this um, activist and writer in Flawless, where she says, like, um, we teach women to be in competition, not for, like, jobs and careers or whatever, but for the attention of men. And that's also the tea, right? Like, we women are constantly subject to competition between each other. So, I mean, dead that idea. Like, cut the shit. Like, get rid of that. There's really... I mean, I'm, I'm not in competition with anyone. Like, <laughs> and again, that might come across as really egotistical or really like... Wow, Erica, you have such a high opinion of yourself. But it's the, it's the fact, like, I really don't compete. <laughs> don't compete where you can't compare honey <laughs> I feel like Bretman Rock would say something like that but it's true like I I think that if you can stand in your own authenticity and have your own integrity like I find integrity really sexy so for me that's something that I actually look for in a potential partner that they that their words align with their actions um so if you if you curate and craft your inner your inner beauty <laughs> so cliche but if you do that then I feel like that really radiates out of you okay and then that is so specific to you because you can have like the same characteristics or the same beliefs alignments whatever with someone else but they're not you like no matter what happens no one else is you so if you can hone your own personal power then I feel like that's what makes that's what makes you beautiful <laughs> oh my gosh I'm just reaching new levels of cringe on this every day <laughs> that's that's how I really feel like if you can really just be yourself and not be a dickhead like you can be yourself and be a dickhead but if we're talking about beauty and like beauty as a feeling then if you can be yourself and that's genuine generally positive and altruistic and caring then I think you're a beautiful person so that is what's going to keep that's longevity right that's for the long haul but your physical attractiveness is a depreciating asset and I didn't explain this earlier, but that means it's declining in value every day. I did. I did actually think I kind of went into it a little bit, but you don't have this for long, girl. Like you have your beauty for your physical beauty for such a finite amount of time. Like I would say probably max your women's conventional standards of beauty that that's declining at around like mid 30s you know so nah nah that's actually rude of me to say I think women of all ages are beautiful as fuck like you've done so much like congrats love you shout out to the women out there but 
yeah like it is such a depreciating asset that i think you should hone and utilize it to the best of your abilities while you can because that can get you places <laughs> and it's a man's world out there don't at me don't fucking at me okay it's a man's world out there and I actually can't get into that because it will piss me off to get onto that and I'm really feeling the positive vibes from this Aries full moon and my fucking sage cleansing by the way Hannah I know you're listening but I saged the house so really the energy around me is so so lovely right now that I don't want to get into how the fuck men are still ruling this world but we are playing into it we are playing into patriarchy by utilizing our looks to get us further but at the end of the day that is fundamentally human like it is really fundamentally human the studies fucking show it like the studies show that we say we value one thing but our actions say otherwise so yeah that's that's how I really feel I really feel conflicted but also I know that I believe that use it while you have it craft the inner beauty and then just do your own thing like be in your own lane like you're really not in anyone else's lane so if you can be really true to yourself like I will always respect someone that's being true to themselves even if I don't like them even if I don't agree with them besides like racists or fucking fascists but if you're kind of just like not my cup of tea but you're still being yourself I can respect it you know and where was I going with that one essentially just like do your own thing hone your own authenticity be your own version of beautiful like (laughs) and yeah you'll thrive you really will because when you are aligned with your inner beauty it really reflects outwards like fuck like when people are so kind and warm you just think of them as so radiant right like I want to shout out my friend Shanice again gosh Shanice you're getting a shout out in every podcast but she's really like someone that comes to mind when I think of someone that has such a beautiful soul that it radiates from the inside and yeah (laughs) thanks Shanice for showing me what that looks like (laughs) so yeah those are my thoughts um would love to hear any feedback you guys have I know that it's just my like circle of friends essentially listening to this podcast or people that would have known me in the past like shout out to anyone who's made it this far thank you for listening I really hope that you have a beautiful day (laughs) and that I didn't offend anyone with well I'm probably offending someone so fuck it (laughs) but yeah I hope that this may be oh fuck actually before I go oh my gosh no 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 I'm not doing the outro yet because I just wanted to say that this is even a thing in the law like in legal um uh you can probably hear me getting onto my laptop here now but I um where is it okay so I'm on this website called uh thelawproject.com.au so I guess it's like an Australian Australian one and there's this article I guess called physical attractiveness bias in the legal system and essentially yeah judges and jurors will give you a harsher sentence if you're unattractive versus that if you are attractive um so let me just read one thing and leave you with that and then 
we can move on. <laughs> we can go on with our lives today. So physical attractiveness had a significant influences on judges sentencing. The more unattractive the criminal, the higher the sentence, or conversely, the more attractive the criminal, the lower the sentence. The results of three study <laughs> the results of three studies show a minimum increase of 119.25% and a maximum increase of 304.88%. So this and this is called the attractiveness bias by the way in law that's what they um call it. And so it just goes to show that there are really systemic things associated like systemic um why is my vocabulary so limited i did an english degree <laughs> but systemic privileges for yeah yeah systemic privileges for being beautiful and i mean that's fucked up that there's criminals getting away with murder probably for just being good looking but do you remember that um like hot mugshot guy he like done some shit. This was a couple of years ago, but he ended up getting like a modeling contract. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it there and let you formulate your own opinions on this. But again, I'm just going to leave you with the fact that as a woman, we have power. Okay. And we really do like, I mean, it's not on the level of power that men have in society and we won't know that power in my lifetime I don't think it, the the wheel is turning like we're we're kind of getting places <clears throat> but if it helps you get by in this fucked up world to utilize your looks then I say go for it I say do the inner work as well like they have to kind of go hand in hand because if you're just good looking on the surface people will start to eventually recognize that and be like nah I can't be bothered with her you know so use what you got you don't even have to be that spectacular looking you just need to be able to present yourself in a slightly more uh a slightly better looking way I don't know how to say what I want to say but dress up like look cute do it for yourself because you know that it's gonna make you feel good but also, you know that you're going to reap the rewards of having a better life from doing it. And the science says so too. So that's all I have to say on that. Let me know what you think. Um, hopefully you have a good weekend because I'm recording this on a Friday. And maybe this is going to be my... I don't want to commit to anything, but maybe this is going to be my schedule of it. Like, maybe I am going to re release a podcast every Friday. Ugh, I don't know. But I hope you enjoyed and thanks for listening and shout out to all you beautiful bitches out there. Love you all. <laughs> and yeah, I will talk to you next week with maybe an episode about lessons I've learned in therapy. So it will be definitely a different vibe, but I hope you enjoy nonetheless. And bye. <laughs>